You've tuned in to Columbia Calling, your first stop for everything you want to know about Columbia. How and where to invest, where to visit. From the Pacific to the Caribbean, the Andes Mountains to the Amazon jungle, Columbia has a slice of everything. Shooting from the hip, answering the questions that need answering. Here's your host, the journalist and hotelier, Richard McCall, shedding some light on the fashionable South American destination of Columbia. It's that time of the week, folks. This is me, your host, Richard McCall, here in Mompos, Colombia. That's right, I've been here for the Malcolm Linton Photography Workshop in Mompos. Obviously, we've set that up with combat photographer Malcolm Linton. It's been a great success so far. Several sign-ups and personal uh, attention to photography uh, skills and so on. So very successful. And of course, you can see more opportunities to do this, uh, I guess, at late June, July, and in August, we have two more courses available. So you can sign up at malcolmlinton.com and you'll find Photography Workshop there, and there you will be able to sign up. Obviously, get in touch with us directly if you have further questions. Anyway, this is the Columbia Calling Podcast, episode 378. The unrest continues in Colombia. That's nationwide protests every day for over a month. And on Sunday, we saw anti-protest protests uh, in, in, most, in a lot of Colombian cities. So that was interesting too. As you see, the country is so very polarized. But uh, we'll leave those sort of news to Emily Hart in this, in this coming segment. And indeed, we'll be talking to the director of Columbia Reports, Adrian Alsimer, and we'll be talking about the press responsibility and its role in covering these protests. So we're kind of going through a series at the moment to explain what is going on in Colombia and hopefully a bit a bit further, a bit more profoundly than is what is uh, being uh, delivered in the mainstream press. So that's our idea this week. Uh, and then, of course, we're open for questions. Please send them uh, on Twitter to Columbia Calling. Uh, at Columbia Calling or G, uh, Gmail, that's ColumbiaCalling at gmail.com, uh, or indeed through our website, ColumbiaCalling.co. So you'll be able to find any way to get in touch with us. But today's episode is very interesting, especially in the light of what is going on now, uh, supposed press censorship, and of course, violence against journalists and uh, and so much more. So we'll be talking about that today. Uh, I will announce next week the two winners of our posters. If you haven't already signed up or signed in for those protest posters, please do so. There are two going. I've had a few people already write in, but of course, Elizabeth Dickinson from last week's show picked the two numbers. So the two numbers of those people that's just corresponding to the number in which you have signed up for will win those and I will ship those anywhere in the world. Well, this is me signing off for right now and then we'll be back with Emily Hart and then Adrian Alsimer. Thank you again for listening. Bye-bye. I'm Emily Hart and these are your top news stories for the week of May 31st, 2021. More than a month after they began, protests remain at the centre of news and politics in Colombia with street demonstrations and roadblocks continuing nationwide. What began on April 28th as a protest against tax reform has evolved into a call for the overhaul of political and economic models in the country, fueled by fury over police brutality, inequality and lack of opportunities, as well as by the government's failure to recognise or mitigate human rights violations committed against protesters. During the movement so far, 43 people have been killed by the police. 47 people have sustained serious eye injuries from misuse of riot control weaponry, 24 people have been sexually assaulted, and 358 people are missing. Three police officers have also been killed. The huge majority of murders and violence have taken place in the city of Cali and its surrounding area, now known as the capital of resistance. Last week, new violence broke out in the city. The Human Rights Commission of the Organization of American States expressed its extreme concern over violence that killed at least 13 people and injured 36 on the 28th of May alone. The UN Commissioner for Human Rights confirmed that the body has received evidence that armed individuals, including a retired police officer, had opened fire on protesters and journalists in the city. Videos have also emerged showing uniformed police officers alongside armed individuals whom they do not stop or capture, 
instead acting in complicity with armed civilians. President Ivan Duka subsequently ordered the militarization of 21 zones of the country. Thousands of soldiers will be deployed to eight departments and 13 municipalities with the main objective of lifting blockades. Human Rights Watch has warned that the military treatment of the protest and of the country could cause escalation of the violence rather than serve as a resolution. June will begin with mobilizations announced by the Strike Committee, which called for marches after the end of the meeting with the government on May 30th, in which the pre-agreement document was not signed. Disagreements continue over the lifting of roadblocks, which many see as a non-negotiable feature of the protest. The president has also ruled out one of the protesters' main demands, the dismantling of riot police force ESMAD, meaning talks between the two sides have all but stalled. Counter-protests have also sprung up in some cities, demanding an end to roadblocks and to protests. And coronavirus cases in Colombia have spiked again, now at around 20,000 new cases per day, having remained at around 15,000 between mid-April and late May. ICUs are at over 95% capacity in numerous cities, including Bogotá, Medellín and Bucaramanga. The country has now suffered around 90,000 deaths in a population of 50 million. 13% of the country has now had at least one dose of vaccine. That was the news for this week. Now back to Columbia calling with Richard McCall. And we're back. This is the third segment of episode 378 of the Columbia Calling podcast. I'm here in, well, my little studio in Montpos, and my very special guest is, of course, the, well, he needs no introduction. This is Adrian Alsema, who is the director of Columbia Reports, of course, Columbia's biggest independent news media in English, telling the news about what's going on. And, of course, we're following up the last couple of episodes of Colombia Calling, which have talked about the strikes, the Paro Nacional here in Colombia, what's going on, what needs to be done, how people see it. We've had Sergio Guzman from Colombia Risk Analysis. We've had Elizabeth Dickinson from Crisis Group, International Crisis Group, both giving us analysis and insights. And now today we're going to talk with Adrian, of course, about sort of the role of the media and press responsibility regarding what's going on. So welcome back on the podcast, Adrian. Thank you for having me. No, it's a pleasure always, and, and always you're very popular. So of course, we've got to talk about some important things and, and get the news out there. And so let's just launch right in. I mean, the coverage that's been going on from of the unrest, I think, as we record today, it's day 32, if I'm not mistaken, of the nationwide protests in Colombia. Uh, my feeling, my feeling, if I look at El Tiempo or El Espectador, the, the news is, is being pushed down the page. It's, it's, it's try, they're trying to stifle information about what's going on across the country. But I don't know, maybe you have a different, uh, different consideration towards this. Uh, well, there's heavy uh, censorship going on. Like, like Columbia Reports' Facebook page was taken down at the beginning of the, of the strike, for example. And um, news website La Silla Basia, is, which is like vetting news for, for Facebook, is censoring uh, reports like or or claiming they are false like w while they are not false at all if you if you look at the tv news like it's almost like you're looking at um, at fiction like like mm. like like it's like you're uh you're you're watching a whole different country than 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 what's actually going on in 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 the country cities but also on the countryside so i mean is, is it because they're they're telling us total lies or they're distorting the story that's coming out on the tvs because i'm going to admit here that i rarely watch uh colombian news on let's say national news channels here uh because I don't think for my, my health, <laughs> my, my mental health, it's a good thing to do so. So, I mean, what are we seeing? We, we seeing complete, you know, okay, no, I don't know. Latent lies. Uh -huh. um, and, and even like, there was one quite a glaring example on uh, RCN television where they had a live interview with, uh, with a grocer. Um, 
and and they were saying that like the, the food prices in Bogota were through the roof mm. uh, in between quotation marks. Um, and they interviewed this uh, this grocer at uh, at a wholesale market, and he was like, "No, prices have gone down. Um, like last week, like uh, limes were like at two and a half thousand, and this week they're at a uh, thousand and a half." And the uh, and the reporter then just said, "Like, see, prices are up thousand pesos," and 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 it was just like. It was just so absurd how 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 glaring um, the the lies were and and mm-hmm. and and the, and the constant criminalization of of the um, of what are like legitimate and, and and peaceful protests is is just insane. Like like you're. Um, I mean, like, like obviously there are there are acts of violence, and 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 there are there are things are becoming increasingly violent. But since day one, um, when pro, but still, like the majority of organized protests are are entirely peaceful in nature, um, and that's that just doesn't appear on on national television. Um, and then in, in newspapers like like particularly El Tiempo and Semana, that are very close to the to the uh, administration of President Ivan Duque, mm. you you see that they are spinning intelligence reports <laughs> like like about like guerrilla infiltration in 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 protests um, and and most recently like Russian infiltration, like they'll, they'll defend anything and, um, and, and publish anything like without any verification or, or even sense, like, like, like clearly like, like there, there's like, there should be concern about uh, the infiltration of, of illegal armed groups or, or, or criminal groups or, or even like foreign foreign governments, um, but they're just inventing stuff as they as they go along, like and, and, and publishing outrageous conspiracy theories, like without any uh, any verification, mm. and and th- I'm I'm very concerned about it because like. They are actually like criminalizing their their own audience, and 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 they are like like one of the the, the the ethical ground rules of journalism is that we need to serve the public, public, and that we need to be loyal to the truth. And uh, uh, the news media here are 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 doing the exact op- opposite. Let, um, with the exception of, of like like independent media, but but it's these independent media that are um, that are being heavily censored. Um, so like like um, Colombia reports like wasn't the only one taken down of um, of Facebook, for example. Like like multiple Colombian independent news sites were just like just they just like bloop disappeared mm. from from Facebook and um, while it's those websites that are actually doing the uh, the work of like like verifying complaints like and and, and, and verifying like citizen reports of um, of police brutality and getting like the stuff out there that is real like the, that is really happening but mm. but we're facing like a like a, a censorship that I've that I've never seen before. Like, well, I've seen it in Venezuela, but but, but I haven't seen it here. Well, that, I mean, you you mentioned that. There's a few things that we need to talk, talk about. First and foremost, uh, this this whole uh, you know, for those of us in various parts of the country or so on, I mean, this unrest has been broadcast over social media and we have to be very responsible of course about sharing it because we have to verify and so wait for verified places or outlets 
to release, you know, to the video saying yes, to, this to is validate true. information. Yeah, because there's been a I lot. Would say that, like, like because of the 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 negligence of the of the the so-called mainstream media, and I'm I'm re- exclusively referring to Colombian media. Mm. Um, citizens have really been putting their lives on the line, like to to just get stuff out there like via social media. Mm. And um, I noticed that my role as a journalist has really changed. Like, like I'm, I'm suddenly, I used to be a reporter and, and now I am more like an editor. So like, like, mm. like, like citizens have become reporters and are like putting stuff on, on social media. And, and my job has become uh, to verify like if these videos are true and if if mm. they are uh, then then put them out there like before like a bigger audience um and it's 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 something i've never seen before that 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 citizens have taken such a a prominent role in in reporting the truth and in mm. and in the if you look at like because that the, they're the risk of, of, of social media and, and not vetting information is that you you get a lot of fake news. But my experience over the past few weeks is that the the majority of citizen reporting is like actually really happening. What's difficult is like how it's put into context. And yeah. and and because a lot of times like in, in, in the events of violence, for example, there would be uh, uh, people dressed in civilian committing acts of violence and it's impossible to establish if they are like aligned with the protests if they are trying to sabotage the protests if they are police like who have taken off their uniforms like like mm. and 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 that's been really that's created a lot of confusion because like a lot of the violence that we have seen and that has happened. Like we don't, we we don't know what the origin is, and it's really easy to to presume, like based on our own, uh, well, uh, based on our personal bias, um, to presume that violence comes from this and that. Like, well, the reality may be different. And, and it's probably going to take ages like to verify like the origins of, of specific acts of violence like and, and the, the actual perpetrators yeah well, and, um, and, and none of this none of this is like going on TV like on TV like it's just like vandals blah 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 blah. Yeah. Like and, and and there's no in no way like the acts of vandalism that have occurred, are often not a so not necessarily associated with the the ongoing protests, but but also other claims like 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 videos of of corpses appearing in in rivers, for example, like w- which has been increasingly um, uh, shown on on social media. This is not a new phenomenon, uh, mm. like the. Um, so, like to to assume that like the, the 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 corpses that have been appearing in rivers like are protesters, mm. like the, it, it's like you need a criminal investigation like to establish that like you, you yeah. need to know the identity of the person, well, of the of the remains of the person before you can establish like like he is associated because like like criminal activity just is obviously going on as well like like violent crime so it's very it's very difficult to um as a journalist like to well to get out like the right information um and 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 colombian media are are completely they've lost all credibility like during the the, there was a a gallup poll the, the other week um, and they always like measured the the approval rating of the mm. of the media and and the approval rating of the media 
uh, dropped from 41% to 31% during the protests. So like people just stopped believing the meat. And, and that's kind of like, that's problematic because no matter like how much like you or I, I'm, I mean, I'm a big critic of, of like of the nose industry, but it does have a stabilizing factor when it comes to you and I agreeing to mm. what is true and what is bullshit. And, and right now, like the, the media are, are not contributing uh, to this sort of like common understanding of reality. You know, really I have depending a, on, on foreign uh, yeah. reporting. Uh, that that's it. It that that brings us to our 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 issue of you know the the responsibility that we have as international reporters telling the news. And I'm getting a lot of uh, messages on social media of support, as well as trolls, of course, but of support of getting the news out there. You know, really trying to tell it as objectively as possible and getting the news out there. And I've, you know, I've written something for the Globe and Mail in Canada and the editors are very, very stringent on the facts. And it, it feels good to get it out there. And you feel it, it's important that stuff's in the New York Times, Columbia reports as well, but the Washington and, and Post. People are, people are extremely, um, because Colombian media just kind of stopped doing their job. Mm. Um, you notice that people are are just. There was one point like it, where people were literally like like crying for help, like literally like saying like they're killing us. And I noticed that a lot of these um, uh, these tweets were just people from like poor neighborhoods uh, that they were literally using like Google Translator to to beg the the international community like for uh, for help and and that and and I was just like man people are 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 resorting to to the most like provisional resources like to to beg for attention it was um I, I I thought that was quite tragic like 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 people were like how far people went like like just to beg attention like 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 please don't let them kill us like it was very, very emotional I there are a few things there as well is that the uh, when you talk about that sort of manipulation there as well is okay so the real news or the you know more condemning news was coming out in international papers that investigation by the new york time Mo, times most recently and prior to that the the washington post of the violence so they went through these interactive investigations but that you know these came out and, and deutsche, really deutsche welle has deutsche, done yeah an outstanding job in in reporting yeah. in spanish and and yeah. also like allowing colombians like to to read like uh, renowned news reports, like that say like you're not crazy, like this mm. is really happening, like 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 uh, we believe you, you're you're not lying, and and, yeah. and Colombian media are basically telling the Colombian people that they are lying, and and mm. that and that the police is not like like using excessive force, like and and that and that people did not are not disappeared like or, or missing which is like terrorizing people and it's really important that that people especially like in a in a situation as charged as the one we are in that they feel vindicated that their fear is like not like it, it is well it is is normal like like that um that they're not being that they're not crazy you know and and that's kind of like what what colombian media are telling the colombian people like you're you're exaggerating or like what you're saying like you're, you're lying um and 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 us foreign journalists are are busy like saying like 
no, you're not lying. You're not crazy. This is really going on. And which has had like the, an effect abroad. Like this is why like, like international organizations and foreign governments have spoken up against like the, the, uh, like all the violence that's been going on. But I, I think about, you know, I think about in Deutsche Welt, as you say, and Agence France, so France Press, France 24 have all done this. But my response, the government's response has been to create these ridiculous videos translated into various languages, such as the police, you know, defending the rights. And then the, the fake interview, the president's fake interview, just a monologue uh, you know, professionally done in the palace studios and blaming, without saying his name, of course, opposition leader uh, Gustavo Petro of being behind everything. I, this use of propaganda is what it is, is incredibly dangerous and also quite pathetic. Um, well, it's only pathetic until they, uh, until they arrest Petro for acts of violence that that he has nothing to do with, mm. which is like what Maduro did in uh, in Venezuela, like where like I don't, for the people who don't know, opposition leader Leopoldo Lopez uh, was was given house arrest in in Venezuela for allegedly inciting violence uh, during protests, very similar to the ones that we are seeing in Colombia. Mm. I I don't know the specifics of of uh, of the the Leopoldo Lopez case, but it looks like like Petro is running a similar risk, like where mm. where the fact that he um, or 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 anyone like um, involved in public opinion, like who who legitimizes people's right protest or, or or legitimizes like public concern run the risk of being linked to to criminal activity or or violent protests that that none of us endorse and and have have consistently rejected mm. and then you know petro obviously seems to be at the center of all of this as a as a hate figure uh, let's just cast our mind to the um, Semana cover with that image of Petro. And, and you know, well, Semana, you know, uh, for a long time has been going downhill, but has taken a very, very sharp turn <laughs> towards gutter press now. And when you have, uh, you know, the equivalent of the biggest gossip newspaper, uh, uh, you know, scandal newspaper, Cubo, reporting more accurately than what was Colombia's most respected investigative journalism magazine. Samana has just been publishing just conspiracy theories like like that are just beyond insane. Like mm. like, like when when you when you know like what's going on in Colombia and you read Samana you're like what the hell are you talking about? Mm. I mean, like I've talked to still protesters, and and I personally, in, in fact, I was like against the protests initially, like like in my personal opinion, because I I didn't think it was the the appropriate time with the pandemic. Mm. Um, however, like I'm I'm obviously not going to tell people not to exercise their their right. Uh, to protest or or mm. to or to be happy with hunger you know yeah. so um and and it's like samana has just uh, it it's unbelievable like like what they're doing mm. because like 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 petro may have like like ha has taken a, a, a position where 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 he legitimized protest like basically says like well it's it's a protest peacefully period mm. and, um, and and he legitimizes people's um, uh, feelings of anger and of um, uh, of frustration mm. which is important because like like those feelings exist and 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 those feelings need need, need channels. Uh, to be to be expressed peacefully, 
And and this is like where, where social leaders and political leaders and opinion leaders become important because they they can work as channels where uh, anger or whatever like negative emotion like can be expressed peacefully. Yeah. Because like 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 without doing so, the the only alternative is, uh, is to express those feelings violently. And um, the 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 danger of uh, of criminalizing those who are legitimizing the fact that people are angry and are saying like well you would be angry too if you were in this situation it's very dangerous to be to be creating like uh, conspiracy theories implying like criminal responsibility like that's um that that's a very dangerous road to walk like um because before you know it like people who actually like provide channels for 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 a peaceful release of uh, resentment are being silenced and 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 what is left um are are violent expressions of of anger mm. and uh, and and the media are are playing with fire what that's concerned the colombian media and and they're putting their own reporters at risk because like 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 i, I wouldn't want to walk around with a tv camera that says rcn at the moment mm. even though like a cameraman doesn't have anything to say about like the editorial line of of the television network but he's the guy getting the punches so it's really um it's putting like their their editorial decisions are are not only detrimental to to democratic order but also like putting their own their own personnel uh, at risk and and of course i mean like you are suggesting of course and we know the violence against the press has increased obviously massively during this the press is targeted right yeah, they, because there's an information war going on, and uh, so the police is uh, has again begun like um, uh, attacking uh, people from the press. Uh, you notice that there's like an online campaign going on. Uh, well, which took down like Columbia Reports Facebook page, for example, and and others. Um, and so there's a, uh, yeah, that there's an information war going on and, and, and journalists and, and reporters like, like of both independent and, 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 and corporate media are, are just caught in the middle. Um, and, and it's a very uncomfortable position, um, because the, 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 it, it's evident that um, uh, the government doesn't want me to report on police brutality and and and, and protesters or or whatever criminal organizations like that are that are trying to take advantage of the of the situation don't want me to uh, to expose like their attempts to sabotage like the the protests either so it's like like as journalists like we're really caught in the middle um in an information war that we we never expect like i never expected uh, things to to get out of hand like this like, like um let's say the caracol for example tries to go down the caracol news agency news media outlet tries to go down and film the indigenous uh uh tries to go down and film the indigenous march and they're not given access because you know the people in it feel it will be manipulated and used in their contra and it used against them so my fear my fear at the end of all this is with the 2022 elections you know what kind of role are we playing and how do we protect ourselves and, and tell the news with this increased violence, with people like 
you know, Caracol Media not being allowed to um, film the indigenous march because, of course, indigenous people feel that the news will be manipulated and used against them and, of course, presented in a very unfavorable, or not unfavorable, but just a dishonest manner. What I am worried about is, of course, we're going towards the 2022 presidential elections. And, you know, we're going to have to be more careful and more uh, coherent than ever uh, because everything, as you say, is an information war now. Absolutely everything. And I fear, I fear for this because, you know, even kind of, well, obviously related, I saw a tweet yesterday from uh, Elizabeth Dickinson, the analyst who was on last week, and she was saying, you know, I don't want to be alarmist, and she's a very measured person, but there is the very real possibility of slipping into real violence now. Real violence. And, you know, of course, as journalists, yeah, I, it would be our job. Concern, be, um, in, uh, in Congress, one uh, Congress of the uh, the Green Alliance Party, which is like a, a, moder a moderate, uh, like center left, center right kind of like, well, a moderate party, like one of those, one of their uh, House representatives said that there are uh, four million illegal firearms in Colombia, um, like in the possession of civilians. And they're being used already. They were used um, uh, against uh, indigenous protesters. I read, I need to verify, but they were shooting at protesters here in Medellin too this mm. week. Um, and, and an escalation of that type of violence and, and people then resorting to violent self-defense mm. um, it is a it is an in, a, a very real threat and a very real risk at the moment. And so, I mean, how do you see our role in this? Then, I mean, how do you see what we need to do as as journalists? What is our role? What can we do as journalists to ensure coherency and honesty, especially in this time? I believe that our role is that we um, that we don't agitate um, that we validate people's uh, emotions but 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 um, and provide the channels like for them to uh, to vent these emotions um, um, and and also like like uh, correct our colleagues who are who are acting irresponsibly and and who are who are fueling or politicians who are who are fueling uh, agitation or are inciting violence that we um, that basically like we shut them down um, um, that that we. Uh, that we discredit like any any form of, of uh, inciting violence. Mm. And so, I mean that that points at not only the government. So, I mean, like when it's you our it's our job. It's, it's our it's our job to uh, to tell the world. It's our job to tell the world like why people in Colombia are angry. Okay. Um, and 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 make sure that that there's an understanding of like what's going on. I, mm -hmm. I I had one American guy writing me like like if I wanted Colombia to turn into Venezuela, and I was like I I don't think you understand what like what's going on. Like mm -hmm. um like I I had a very uh, eye opening view uh, uh, eye opener. I was invited to speak before uh, uh, the students of the National University in Bogota. Um, and I asked them, like, what do you want? Um, and, and, and all the women uh, wanted to speak. 
and and they basically said like we don't want the cops to use their cocks uh, as a means of oppression and i was like so there goes like your like fuck pedro like fuck maduro like 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 there's like no political agenda at all like like there um uh, these female students were merely asking not to be raped by the police which is like which is like well that's not asking very much is it um i, I was i was shocked about like how um um, how little they were they were asking and mm. and and then there will be people who are trying to politicize what is going on um, and surely there are political solutions to the social unrest that we're, we're seeing um, but people on the street are not interested in politics they are not um, um, angry because of politics they're they're angry because like uh they as human beings are fed up with being abused in mm. one way or another as a reporter as someone you know the director of columbia reports as an incredibly important news site for english news coming out of columbia you you've positioned yourself as a counterweight to the news coming out from Colombian uh, news agencies, news media. Be because I, if um, I don't believe I've done a very different thing than than other foreign media, uh, although like I've been like more, like I have more time. Like I'm, I'm fully dedicated on reporting on Colombia and 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 mm -hmm. someone. And, and the New York Times, for example, is like primarily focused on American news. Of course. And, 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 and defines what is important, like how does this affect Americans? Like, which is like what every newspaper does and is like to a totally legitimate um, uh, editorial choice. And, and mm. my editorial choice has been like what matters to Colombians. Like, like uh, disregarding if the person who is reading it is German or American or, or Canadian. Um, I, I want to somehow explain like what the feelings are um, in, in this society. And, and, and more, more than anything, I, I want to diffuse like, like, attempts to to politicize like what's going on like like women asking not to be raped i suppose you can call that part of a feminist agenda but if like you know like like <clears throat> like we're, we're not exactly talking about <clears throat> the the, uh, the 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 glass ceiling like like mm. like people like women are afraid to go out at sight. Like so, so I want to, I want there to be sympathy for these women, and and what they and what they demand, which is basically that they can go out at night without being afraid of getting raped. I don't, I don't think I'm I'm serving any any political agenda if I if I. Um, expose that that fear and 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 the demand of living without that fear mm. well i'd say that it's not a, a not a feminist agenda i'd say that's just a human agenda that, you know it's just like yeah because yeah. i also like i, I also I, i've never been raped but i uh, i also don't want to be raped like you you yeah. don't have to be a woman to be against rape you know it's um mm. and and it's really and, and and people like like talk, like making this like a sort of like coming up with like a leftist and right wing and blah 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 like I don't know one conservative who 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 is in favor of rape you know it's like like we're not we're not talking about politics here like we are talking about um 
like like very legitimate like concerns of of human beings like um and and whatever political solution there there is um of the problems that are in colombia are none of my concern like like i only want to show like what concerns there are and why people are angry and it's really up to uh, colombian society and, and colombian politicians uh to find the solutions to to those problems although like i do believe that we as journalists like rather than uh fixating on on the extreme on the extremities of of, of what is happening um so like the burning down of the courthouse in in Tuluwa, uh, we we also have a responsibility of showing like the way or the or the spaces where where problem solving occurs like and where where compromises can be found mm-hmm. um and and i believe like that 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 we journalists uh should should be really aware of of this responsibility because like we can we can either contribute to to mass hysteria or or contribute to to an environment um that allows for uh for the solving of of, of very basic uh problems like like and in and a climate like where where people are 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 willing to uh, uh, to solve their differences. Uh, this is true. I mean, we ha- we play this role. We play this role in 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 showing and and we play this role in in showing and exposing the news so that an international readership and not only that we have a very international Colombian society who can who can actually pick up what needs to be read. Now I need to finish this though, Adrian. We need to wind this down and we could go on for hours. But I wanted to ask you. With your reporting right now and with your coverage, not just the censorship of your Facebook page, but with your coverage, are you receiving threats yourself? Adrian, have you, uh, with your reporting and with your coverage uh, of all these things and the Facebook page being taken down, have you received threats against yourself? No. Okay, good. No, 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 none. Uh, I'm, I'm being offered, I'm flooded with emails thanking me. Okay, good. Because, of course, the trust in the press, the Colombian press, is way down, as you said, you know, 31%. And so, I mean, unfortunately, we all get swept up in that, in that as well. We all get tarred by the same brush when they say, oh, the media, the press, this and that. So we try and do, we try and do as best we can in the face of such adversity. Yeah, and complexity. Like, like yeah. it, um, imagine if this were to happen in Angola. Um, and and someone had to explain like a situation happening in, in Angola to you and I, like that's an incredibly uh, complex um, task. Like it's incredibly difficult to explain uh, something mm. that is so um, local to mm. to an audience like like abroad and and make them understand like. Uh, uh, very complex things that that they would never imagine. Um, th- this is quite complex. Like like uh, I know like like in in conversations with my mother, for example, that I'm trying to explain like to my mom like why people are angry, and I kind of use her as a sort of a test. Like if if I'm able to explain my mom who's never been to Colombia, like, like who doesn't know, like, like who doesn't know anything about the country. If I can explain her, like what's going on, then, then that's going to be my next article, you know, like, um, that's a good, at that, at that, that way I know like how I can explain something so that someone understands what's going on. I like that. That's so alien, that's so alien to, to our audience's um, reality. Uh, perhaps as informed. I think that's a great way of doing it. I'm, um, yeah, I can see that happening. So 
Um, listen, we have to wind this down, Adrian, but I think that uh, obviously at this moment in time, you, you, you need to stay safe, be careful, of course, keep reporting the news. And, and obviously, if you receive threats against your person or censorship, you, you know, seek the, the appropriate channels uh, uh, within which to to, I don't know, get some support or perhaps security or, you know, protection? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I think Facebook sucks anyway. So like, like, a, <laughs> um, Facebook is the worst place to get your nose. Um, yeah. so I was like, I, I was kind of, it was kind of a blessing in disguise that, that they censored me because like, um, it's it's been proven over and over again that Facebook does not contribute uh, to people's understanding of of the world. So like like uh, news media, like just like getting off of Facebook, I think would be a wonderful idea. Like like Facebook is brilliant, like to share photos of your babies and cats. Um, <laughs> but 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 it's not it's not where you want to get your nose like like it's totally. not it's not the appropriate platform all right all right well everyone listen out there thank you to adrian alsummer of columbia reports director of columbia reports you can find that at columbiareports.com daily news pieces out uh, about what's going on here you can sign up and support columbia reports on patreon.com that's columbia reports patreon.com uh you know if you can donate whatever you want to help the sustainability and the longevity of this uh, very very important website thank you again to adrian for your time and please please stay safe out there uh you know don't get yourself in any unnecessary trouble so that's me signing off this week, Richard McColl, for episode 378 of the Columbia Calling podcast. Next week, we'll be back with more uh, stories and interviews, uh, anything Columbia-related. Okay, very good, Adrian. Thank you again. <laughs> Thank you again. And bye-bye, everyone, for now. Like